0: Everybody, welcome back. You talk about power and empowerment. This show is full of it today. Thank you so much for tuning us in. What a great conversation I'm getting ready to have with Dr. Joanne Stern. Parenting is a contact sport. Yes. Eight ways to sit. Benny's laughing. Eight ways to stay connected to your kids for life.
1: It's not what you think. I know, but I'm telling <laughs> you,
0: you know, as a young man, someday you're going to be faced with this. I know. So I'm telling you, I hope you're taking notes on this. You'll be a
1: really good dad.
0: I think you will be a good yeah, dad. So, uh, Dr. Joanne Stern joining us here today. And, you know, this is an incredible conversation that she has been able to have. Let's call it a life passion for her. You know, she is, uh, of course... We're looking at is Parenting a Contact Sport, Eight Ways to Stay Connected to Your Kids for Life. And if you call in during the show, uh, the first three of you will get a copy of the book, one eight hundred nine three zero two eight one nine. And Dr. Stern has been a psychotherapist for more than 20 years and a parent for 33 years. And so what is it? what has she learned from all of this why is this a message today that is probably meant to be for so many parents more so than any other time in our lives and you know as we look at what dr stern has done and we look at you know the the education she has a double masters in counseling theology from fuller and and i we can go on and on and on about this there is a special special message that she has for all of us about what it means Means to raise extraordinary children regardless of what goes on in our society. Doctor Stern, thank you so much for joining us today. I've got my I've got my football armor on. Thank you.
1: Thanks. I'm glad to be here.
0: You know, I, that is such a visualization. Parenting is a context sport. When you came up with the title for the book, what was it that was in your mind?
1: that you can't sit on the sidelines anymore. You have to be ready to jump in the game because real contact with your children means not just hugging them but spending time with them, doing activities with them, and most of all, talking with them and being involved in their lives in a daily way, in caring and meaningful ways.
0: Well, and you know, honestly, uh, how are you going about re-educating about us about that? Because I almost think that that is a law. It's a, it, parenting, the way you're describing it, is kind of a lost art. Parents
1: have become so busy. Understandably, the the world is moving at lightning speed. It's also moving at lightning speed for our kids. So that's why we need to take a second look and say, our kids are being bombarded on a daily basis with, technology and media that is often in inappropriate and even dangerous ways. Drugs and alcohol are all around them. They're struggling with peer pressure that's that's, uh, stiffer than it's ever been before. They're getting involved in things like sexting even, which means that 20% of teens are taking nude and semi-nude photographs of themselves on their cell phones and text messaging them to their friends. That's serious. Drugs and alcohol are everywhere. They're trying to figure out who they are in this complicated, scary world that we live in. It, it's, it's just a, a very complicated situation, and parents need to uh, get off the bench and say, you know what, I'm going to get in the game with my kids yeah. because they need mentoring and coaching and guidance.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is such uh, uh, in some ways, uh, Dr. Stern, this is such an incredible time that we live in. I mean, we're all connecting. People listen to the show from all over the world, and that is due to technology. Right. You know, the other side of that is exactly what you mentioned. You know, that young teenager, that, you know, 13 or 14-year-old girl that takes a picture of herself nude, posts it on her website or sends it to someone, and then her name forever becomes embedded in the Internet.
1: That photograph is in cyberspace forever, and in addition to that... Uh, Kids probably don't realize it's a potential felony porn charge. So I sort of think, you know, as a parent, you wouldn't dream of putting your kids behind the wheel of a car without instruction and then saying, you know what, just go ahead and drive down this windy, icy mountain road, no problem. And in the same way, parents should be just as cautious about giving our kids access to technology without proper instruction
0: and Mm -hmm. sharing
1: with them that it's, It can be dangerous out there.
0: You know, what's also interesting is one of the things I know you address is peer pressure. And peer pressure used to mean, it used to mean, okay, I'm going to school and I'm hanging out with somebody and there's a group of people and they're going to dare me to do something or I should be wearing something different. (laughs) Now... We're talking about peer pressure that is so viral on the Internet. It is it is based on a pop culture that is so fully exposed. I mean, everything from The Biggest Loser to America's Next Model to, you know, I don't even know some of these shows out there. But the point is this. There is a peer pressure to be something that you see on television or another place. And what part of that is okay and what part is not? That's
1: why we need to be talking with our kids about it. And, you know, first of all, Dr. Pat, you know why kids are so influenced by their peers? Because their peers listen, and they don't judge. They put down what they're doing. They look at their friend and make them feel important. Now, if we want to compete with those peers, then we have to do the same thing. I talk a lot in my book, Parenting is a Context Sport, on how to affirm your kids and let them know how valuable and precious they are to you. We have to get on the inside of our kids' lives so that we know what's going on with them and we gain the permission to discipline them, and we gain the opportunity to really be talking with them about their lives. They need us more than ever.
0: Well, I want to make sure everybody is uh, out there knows we're giving away three copies of the book, Parenting is a Contact Sport, Eight Ways to Stay Connected to Your Kids for Life. Dr. Joanne Stern joining us here today. And I also want to mention that if you want to find out more about Dr. Stern and, you know, why she is taking this challenge on, you can go to uh, her website and, and check it out. Uh, Uh, parentingisacontactsport.com, parentingisacontactsport.com. You know, Dr. Stern, I I love this conversation. I love that you've been a teacher, you've been a consultant, you know, you've been out in the world and in focusing and shaping this conversation, uh, especially in the book. And, you know, one of the things that I wanted to ask you is if you had to pick one, one thing, One thing that concerns you most right now, what would be at the top of Dr. Stern's list?
1: I would say uh, sex, drugs, and alcohol, and I say that because that's what I hear the most from parents. I think there's a good chance that technology and this computer access is right up there with them, but I think parents are not as aware of that, but sex, drugs, and alcohol will come up in your family. There's no escaping it and no avoiding it. There's also no magic bullet to prevent your kids from getting involved. You know, just saying no might work as a, a slogan, but it's woefully inadequate as a parenting technique. So I tell parents, start talking with your kids very early about all three of those topics and make those conversations normal. When you talk with your kids at age-appropriate levels and depth then there's no age that's too early to start talking and just answering the simple questions that they ask, the simple curiosities that they have. And if you do that, those conversations become so normal that when they become a challenge to your kids, they come up in their lives, then they already feel comfortable talking with you about them. And then you have the opportunity to share your wisdom, your experience, and your knowledge And they're likely to listen to you because they respect you, and that is actually your greatest chance. You're talking, not your attempt to control them. That gives you your greatest opportunity to uh, help prevent them from getting involved.
0: Well, you know, we have a lot to talk about with you um, when we come back from from break. One of the things that uh, I want everybody to know is, uh, first of all, we're giving away three copies of Dr. Stern's book, one eight hundred nine three zero two eight one nine. 930 2819 When we come back, we're going to talk with Dr. Stern about some of the things that she f- has found is absolutely successful for all of us. What can we do? To help our children grow up to be all that they can be? What's new about this era we live in? And what has Dr. Stern figured out to help us all? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show.
1: This is Glenn Brooks from the Vibrant Living Radio Network. From terminal normalities to abundant realities, how do we craft and design more abundance in our lives? And how do we allow for more possibilities? Join me and my international team of contributors. Please join me in this exploration and become part of the Vibrant Living family Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Right here on Seattle's Alternative Talk, AM 1150, KKNW. Your life's precious and giant. Find the tools and resources and discover a new way of axing those. The Hotel Max introduces Seattle to an experience of art and luxury combined. It's the most artistic downtown Seattle hotel and is the perfect setting for business or pleasure. Hotel Max provides the platform for viewing emerging and established Seattle artists and photographers with more than 350 original paintings and photographs found throughout the hotel. At Hotel Max, you definitely know you're in Seattle. Visit HotelMaxSeattle.com. That's HotelMaxSeattle.com. Music, the stuff of creation. What a powerful tool for healing, inspiring, and connecting us to source. And to each other. We'll talk about it. We'll play it. We'll have a lively discussion with guests who are doing it. So join us Monday and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Saturday mornings at 11. Tune in to Living Music Radio on KKNW 1150 AM or livingmusicradio.com. There's nothing else like it on the dial. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Put it on.
0: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And, you know, I love the title of this book and the book itself, Parenting is a Context Sport, Eight Ways to Stay Connected to Your Kids for Life. And joining me in that conversation and author of the book, Dr. Joanne Stern, you know, Dr. Stern, I wanted to ask you, uh, y- you know, there are many people that think that it's not possible anymore to stay connected to our kids for yeah. life. I mean, they don't. They think we're, we're in this virtual world, our kids pretty much leave when they go to college, those that go to college. Others leave to find jobs. And there is this confusion about how we stay connected. And I want to ask you, what have you learned? What works?
1: What works is to start early. I sound a little bit like a broken record because it's our responsibility as parents to keep that connection, to create the connection to begin with, and then keep it going. I, too, have heard a lot of parents say that they don't particularly expect to be close to their kids, um, especially when they're teenagers. And, and that's a myth, because if you want to have a rebellious kid, then or, or a distant or a closed-down kid, then treat them with disrespect. Try to control them and mandate them, judge and criticize them, and you won't be close to them. Otherwise, just keep talking with him. Stay involved with his life. Tell him how important he is to you, and he'll want to be close to you because there is nothing to rebel against. Sometimes I think parents are just afraid of those teen years, and so they kind of give up and just, and just attach themselves to the myth that they're not going to be close to their kids anyway. But it's natural and normal for kids to stretch their legs and spread their wings and move out into the world, if you've laid the foundation, the groundwork, if you've spent their young childhood years setting the tone for open communication and for respectful interaction, then when they get a little bit older and the rough times and the challenges begin to come, everything is in place so that you don't have to lose touch with your kids. And you certainly should not because that's when they need you most.
0: Well, you know, we we have a caller that called in, and this is a really good question. And for those of you out there that, uh, you, you know, you're thinking, my kids are grown already, I'm sure you're getting ready to be grandparents, and boy, this book would be perfect for you to pass along. So remember to give us a shout, 1-800-930-2819. Question that came up, how do grandparents factor in? Boy, this is a great question.
1: More than ever, I believe. I've had a lot yep. of... Uh, Uh, grandparents who are saying, I'm buying this book because, number one, I want to give it to my kids. Number two, I want to learn how to be a better grandparent than I was a parent to my own kids. People in, in the grandparent age didn't really understand the concept, I don't think, of really sticking close and staying connected and being the person your kids talk to and listen to even during the tough times. So how do they factor in today? You get to do that with your grandchildren. And even if your own children aren't doing that, even if they haven't caught the spark and figured it out, you can be that person in your grandchild's life. And it's it's
0: unbelievably important. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I thought about as well in the conversation is the role my grandma played in my, house, uh, in my life, in my childhood. And, you know, and then I thought about Why the heck did she have to play such an important role? Well, honestly, Dr. Stern, okay. You know, I, let's say I probably wasn't the best child, you know? (laughs) I mean, uh, I actually pulled an archetypal card here one day in the studio and it was the rebel card. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of that kind of stayed with me. I wasn't really an angry kind of kid. But boy, if I had a thought, if there was something that I thought should go a certain way, I would just dig in. What happens when you have somebody like me floating around? Well, that, not o- yeah,
1: not only like you, I had a client recently. He was teenage son called in a bomb threat. This was a few years ago, but oh, called wow. in a bomb threat to the school. That's A little worse than even what you did. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, number one, that's a a felony charge. He didn't do it because he was a bad kid, but he felt like a nobody, and he yearned to do something that made him feel like a somebody. So the school and the legal system punished him more effectively than his parents ever could have, so his mom wisely decided to stay calm and stay connected with him because she knew he would need her to help him learn how to make better decisions in the future. So I would say to both parents and grandparents, there's plenty of time to solve the problem after these kids know that you understand, that you care, and that you're on their side. So develop a listening attitude so that you're not impulsive and you jump. To cut that rope of relationship that you've been building, bite your tongue, put your hand over your mouth, count to ten, whatever it takes to prevent yourself from blurtin'g out something that will hurt their spirit and damage your relationship. You need to have that relationship so that you can continue to be their mentor and their coach.
0: You know when when you you talk with all of the the people that you talk with your clients, people that come to you, um, it's really clear that people are are desperately uh, looking for answers. And we've talked about some of the major, major issues. What do you believe uh, is having this, the most serious effect on the self-esteem of our young people right now?
1: Probably um, the peer pressure and the kids who are honestly cruel. Kids um. are struggling with getting friends and losing them. As you mentioned earlier, Dr. Pat, I mean, the, the things that our kids are, Um, being goaded into doing it, it's very, very difficult for them. They're getting ridiculed and made fun of. They're dealing with moral dilemmas come slamming their way on a constant basis, and they have to make snap decisions instantly, and these kids aren't prepared for that. So I say to parents, you know what, rather than thinking of yourself as being a punisher Think of yourself as being a teacher because when your kids make mistakes, and they do because that's what kids do, they do stupid things and make mistakes, come alongside them because our most important goal is to teach our kids, not to punish them. My experience is that kids react to the punishment and they miss the lesson. And overall, we're trying to raise leaders, not robots. So we want to learn, we want to teach our kids how to create internal limits And and to think for themselves requires a lot of time and effort on our part as a parent.
0: Well, and, you know, the book and, the, and and what you've written is certainly, I hope, going to get in the hands of millions of of parents because, you know, for, for folks to really take a look at what they can do and how they could go about their lives, they've got to have a new set of guidelines. And, you know, one of the things I love about your website, and let me just mention it again, parentingisacontactsport.com. Parenting is a context, sport.com. You know, you say, be the one your kids talk to and listen to most, even during the tough times.
1: Because it's easy for kids to talk with their parents about their victories and the things that are going well and the little surface things that they do. But what's difficult for kids to do is share their mistakes and their confusions. And if you have a parent who jumps to punishment or jumps to ridicule or jumps to a snap decision, then your kids close down. You want to know the truth from your kids? Actually, parents can set their kids up to lie because if they make it too hard to tell the truth, it, it takes a lot of courage to tell the truth. And if parents make it too difficult for them, they'll lie. If parents make it safe for them, they will tell the truth, and then you're on the inside of their lives and you really have the opportunity to advise and counsel them you have the opportunity to share your wisdom your experience and your knowledge and you're the one your kids talk to and listen to most rather than their peers
0: well you know this has been uh, i love that you have put this in paper and writing and that you're out there as an advocate f- you know for so many for so many parents and the bottom line is for the children right. you know, Dr. Stern, thank you so much for joining thank us here today. Thank
1: you for having me. I've enjoyed it.
0: Well, and for many of you, if you want to find out more about uh, Dr. Joanne Stern, please go to the website. Uh, Parenting is a contact dot com. Uh, if you've missed any part of this, you'll certainly be able to hear the archive of this uh, later on today. If not today, tomorrow, there is a lot. There are lots of. Tips and information that Dr. Stern shares with each and every one of us to remember that, you know, the ball is really in our court we're the folks that could either make the relationship work or not uh, and Dr. Stern thank you again for joining us on thank the Dr. So Pat much, Show so much Dr. Pat alright everybody we're going to take a short break when we come back are you ready to unleash your inner leader we have so many things to give away uh, on the Dr. Pat Show as part of our pay it forward program uh, and Dr. Stern of course has contributed to that when we return get ready to unleash your inner leader we'll be right back